Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to the Royal Rumble Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dadly Boys, Michael Hamflet from What Culture, to look ahead to this weekend's Royal Rumble Premium Live Event. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts. Where we review Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Dubai, oh. AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a very good quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Hamlet to look ahead to the Royal Rumble this weekend, which myself and Phil Chambers will be doing a live stream for on our YouTube channel. I'm really excited about this this year, mate. I can tell. I want to compliment you on the um, almost like early 90s Vince McMahon rolling gravel you added to your voice when you said Royal Rumble. That wasn't like Wilborn doing a bit. Nope. That was just... Pure throaty enthusiasm coming through, and I like that too. I think like this is the, especially with WWE, this is the time of year where if you can't summon enthusiasm for the the stuff that they put out, typically because it's loaded with big stars, and we'll get to them. It's loaded with huge consequences and stakes. We'll get to them, and it's loaded with like the few things that they can still do right, mm-hmm. and we'll get to them. I don't know what WWE is for other than listening to your favourite podcasters talk about it, <laughs> yeah. which is what it's always for. Always. Just make it very clear to anybody that's given up on Raw and SmackDown and the premium live events. It's always for listening to the podcast of the reviews. We will watch it, so you don't have to. But in terms <laughs> of actually watching the show, this is the time to tune in, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, like, I, I, you know, the amount of lapsed fans that I know or friends of mine who, you know, just watch wrestling when it was popular um, and never really sort of lapsed, they just sort of didn't really watch it anyway in the Hmm. first place. They still go, oh, end of January, it's time for the Royal Rumble. And if WE are going to hook those sorts of people, now is the time to do it. And I think this card may well do it. Yeah. I'm excited, not just because it's the Rumble, but for this card, I think it is all killer, no filler Mm -hmm. for me personally, even though, you know, a few of the matches seem relatively straightforward. And you know what the other thing is? Bloody moving graphics they've put out on Twitter. This is your thing, this one. Oh, time, that's yeah. a bit of me, that is. You and uh, Ben Roy Turner, I imagine. Really, it's a really. Very ruthless this. aggression. It sort is, of. yeah. But also, Seth Rollins is having a lot of fun with his. Well, he's like doing a sort of scrappy do. Let me at him, let me at him. Yeah, yeah, Roman Reigns, isn't he? Yeah. Um, so, should we do this? I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll do all the matches, mm-hmm. and then we'll do the Royal Rumble matches to conclude. Okay. That, that might make things a little bit easier. Let's start just looking at the Wikipedia page with the first match I can see. And that is the Universal Championship match with the Usos banned from ringside. Roman Reigns versus Seth freaking Rollins. We've not been a huge fan of the build for this. And yet, you write Reigns and Rollins down on a bit of paper. 
and you expect big things. Yeah, although I am glad we're doing the review, the preview in this order, because I want my enthusiasm to rise as we go along, and it's mm. not terribly high for this one. Um, I've got concerns over this. It's and maybe I shouldn't. Maybe they're all founded. It's Roman. It's Seth. It's Shield Law. It's all that theoretical good stuff. But the problem is, is that it is theoretical. We've not been presented with the former Shield brothers coming together. Let's just have a big Barney of a match feeling in the build. We've kind of resorted to quite lazy WWE tropey stuff. Seth Rollins comes out and, with no obvious plan, just says, I'm going to beat you, Roman, because that's what I always do. Mm -hmm. And then Roman, with no obvious retort other than his goon squad, says, no, you're not. It's, just, it's <laughs> like a lot of that. Like I know there's there's been more in. I'm not saying that's literally the case, but if you really dissect the words of the pro, that's pretty much what it's boiled down to. And then Roman Reigns makes what on paper appears to be an idiotic choice by... Um, forcing the Usos out of the match by costing them that tag match by disqualification on the last SmackDown we've watched, because for those mm -hmm. listening to this after Friday's SmackDown, we yep. are recording it before, so we can't speak to whatever goes on in the go-home show, but I can't imagine them reneging on that specific no. stipulation. I don't think they'll roll that back now, because I think, as we've both sort of suggested, that might factor into another match on the mm -hmm. card. Um, so I just don't know. I, I want this to work. I want this to go well. I really wasn't a fan of Roman Reigns versus Big E, another Roman Reigns title match that passed without interference. I thought it was a major letdown. I thought they got the result wrong, but I thought it was a major mm -hmm. letdown regardless. Um, I don't expect Roman Reigns to lose here, and I kind of hoped he was going to at the Survivor Series. But it does give me some concern that this heel Roman character, who is so great against a... Um, a, a babe, not an underdog, but a baby face that you kind of don't fancy the chances of, means that Seth Rollins is pretty much going to have to drop everything to make this match work. Everything of this drip god character, everything that is kind of like the the, the scrappy-do nature of that graphic, even him being a bit silly, him doing the nah, mind games, all that's got to go for this match to work. He's going to have to brock it up a little bit, you mm -hmm. know, like he's got to be that Seth Rollins to make this match work. Maybe he will. Maybe that's what he'll, like, revert to. What if he comes out on Saturday with a blonde streak in his hair? I mean, there are people listening to this podcast that are no longer wearing the trousers they were that has the phone in their pocket because they've just spooged them right off. Like, the does all this, I'm going to beat you on Friday. And then Saturday shows up and he's like, I'm not pissing about. Seth Rollins once said that he was so pleased to get rid of that because it was an absolute nightmare to keep the blonde streak. I'll bet. I will, however, with it being the Rumble, offer you flak jacket Rollins. Ooh. And that's, but it's like a drip god version. You know, it's got like all sorts of. Blinged out. Yeah, like a it. bells and whistles flapjack. Uh, flapjack? That he, that he takes off, that he takes off the, uh, the flak jacket and he's still got like the, the combat pants, but they're quite fun as well. They've got like little details added to them. He's got the whites. Oh right. my God, tearaways. Oh. A tearaway shield outfit. <laughs> because now they've seen Jeff Jarrett master it, they know that neither of them can exactly. pull it off. Um, yeah, I, he needs to ramp up the babyface stuff to make the match work, I think. Um, and we've not really seen that yet. So I don't know. Look, here's what we've got as evidence that this is going to absolutely rule. For as much as um, the shield breakup didn't always guarantee total bangers, Everybody remembers the Spear pedigree reversal. Everybody from their 2016 uh, WWE title match. Yes. Um, nobody talks about that match they had on SmackDown 
where the fiend's head popped out the ring and he looked like a whack-a-mole. Remember that? <laughs> um, nobody mentions that because that was babyface versus babyface. So that's my concern over it being heel versus heel. The fact that they need to be on different alignments is to really work. I hope Seth embraces that. Kevin Owens could play a factor, I guess. Kevin Owens could like try and help Seth win. And again, that kind of knackers your dynamic a bit because Roman's got a fight from underneath. I expect Roman to retain. Yes. But I but one championship does have to change hands. Well, if you've read the notes for this podcast, uh, you will already know, listeners, that uh, we are picking the other world title yeah. match for a screw job, potentially. So we'll talk about that um, in due course. I hope there's a nice moment maybe seen on the show with him and Owens backstage. I don't want Owens to get involved for that exact reason mm. and just have a great, let's say, 15, 20-minute match where it looks like Seth might win it, but it's the new Roman Reigns, the god, wrestling god, whatever he's calling himself now. Um and he eventually just just wins, just wins because he's Roman Reigns, and as we always say, he does everything he can to try and stack the deck against his opponents. And then the thing he's got in his back pocket, the ace up his sleeve, is oh, he's mint. He's just mint. Yeah, I could say it. So he beats Seth Rollins there. Um, in fact, let's let's do it now. What, what about Rollins playing mind games by um, changing his entrance up slightly, and instead of all the burn it down and all those like strange drip god noises, you just hear his voice, his cackling voice going, Sierra. Echo, t- t- don't tell me, t- tits, hotel, Seth, nah. and it's a, like a little play on the shield. Because for me, I have Seth Rollins, my WrestleMania card right now, mm-hmm. Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens versus the Usos for the tag titles. Love it. So yeah. I don't want any issues between Owens and Rollins to, to affect this, mm-hmm. and you can easily follow up by, uh, yeah, the Usos going, ha you didn't win the title, and him being like, all right. Coming after those though, and yeah, then they have to get that, get that. there, whatever, because there's uh, no other tag team left. No, right now, no, you know, no, no offense to the Viking Raiders. Let's switch it up then. Let's move over to the other championship match uh, on the men's side of things WWE Championship Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. And this is a screw job I am 100% here for. Yeah, short, sweet, and screwy would be how I'd like this to go. I think I want this to be five. Insane minutes, absolute chaos, carnage, the day one match, but with two men instead of five. <laughs> um, everything we could have dreamed of from two giants that do things that giants shouldn't be capable of doing. Just all the visuals, I just want, like, not to sort of just paraphrase or outright steal from our best friend Biggie, but I just want to see some big meaty men slapping meat. Mm-hmm. I want ginormous upper body muscles to crash into one another like waves. I want Paul Heyman and MVP, respectively, to be horrified at the sight of what their charges are doing to one another. And I would like um, the inevitable screwy finish to not involve Bobby Lashley in a particular way. So the screw finish we're referring to is, of course, the Usos coming out and attacking Brock Lesnar. They're not barred from ringside on this match. Exactly. So they're there to enact Roman's plan. Now, what I would like to come from this are two things to give us something on the, the back end of the Royal Rumble. I would like Paul Heyman's face to tell the story of his, is he shocked? Did he know this was going to happen? Because is he back in with the head of the table? All that, like... Day one has bought them somehow an opportunity to extend the Heyman thing to WrestleMania. Yep. What a freebie, right? What an absolute freebie. Thank you very much, COVID-19, for that one. (laughs) Paul Heyman now theoretically could drag who's he with all the way to WrestleMania, which will be a huge hook. So Heyman having that moment of realization of my new plan is actually working. I'm going to be back in Roman's good books, or does he sell shock because uh, he was all in with Brock, and we don't know, and he doesn't. That's all pretty cool. Maybe one of the Usos shoots him in a look, and we're supposed to infer what's that? What's that look all about? But 
I don't particularly want Bobby Lashley to have had much to do with it. I think they were they were on the verge of like getting him over as a big baby face on Raw with the hurt business stuff with the guy with like Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander attacking him and him wanting to do this by himself and him kind of getting a little bit not pissy with MVP but feeling like all of this was fluff and bother and nonsense. Mm-hmm. He's winning the belt because he because look at him, he's awesome and he's hard and he's class. And I would quite like to see. Um, the remains of the Hurt Business obviously taking Bobby Lashley out and distracting him and that's when the Usos strike they see an opportunity they deck Brock uh, Lashley dispatches of the Hurt Business on the other side of the ring walks back in and finds Brock prone, prone and is just like right you are then and then hits him with a dominator or slaps on the Hurt Lock or whatever and Lesnar's like he doesn't tap because it's Lesnar but he's, he's just passed out yeah. Droop's dead in the uh, Hurt Lock referee awards the match to, M- uh, to MVP to Bobby Lashley and then MVP is obviously pleased, relieved, and then you start to have them to come apart as mm-hmm. the weeks go on. I'd quite like to see Bobby Lashley going into WrestleMania as a babyface world champion, if only because Roman. Typically, this is a time of year for heels to have belts because it's you know Rumble season and stuff. But Roman can feel quite um, understandably oppressive as a heel as this universal champion that can't be slayed. So it's quite. It's been quite nice having Brock as a babyface champion as a counter, hasn't it? As it was Biggie. So I'd quite like them to kind of try and keep that up with Bobby Lashley as well. I don't want to see that, but I do want to see everything else you booked, <laughs> uh, which is Bobby Lashley defeating Brock Lesnar. Again, uh, people often forget the the Rollins cash in at Mania. Mm. Like, Brock and Roman kick the crap out of each other oh, before that. Yeah, Brock battering Roman and Roman trying to grin through it to get into Brock's head was... Like, is it still the best match they've ever had? I think it might be. Yeah, possibly. I, I, I don't think they've topped that yet. That's what I would I would have them, but but going both ways, obviously with mm. with with Bobby Lashley, and completely agree that it's not. Brock's got this match won, and he's just titting about, and then yeah, I don't want that. Yeah. No, I want an even match, and it's just the involvement of the Usos. Yeah, maybe even following uh, Bobby Lashley taking the referee and distracting him with getting rid of the hurt business mm. um, involved in it. Um, but Bobby Lashley leaves as WWE champion. Does Brock Lesnar go on go on to win the Rumble? You'll have to stay listening to find <laughs> out. We'll get to that in due course. Uh, let's talk about the Raw Women's Championship. Can do that shock Becky Lynch for you? No, no absolutely. Sorry, absolutely not. But um, the Royal Rumble. Used to always exist for title matches like this. Uh, Dewdrop, Liv Morgan, and others like them on Raw are the challengers that are not for now but for later. So they can have these matches, as Liv Morgan did, where they lose, but it's it's not just back to the back of the line. It's, well, that happened. It wasn't a complete disaster for you. One of these days is going to come around again and you're going to use... I'm talking about an ineffectively booked wrestling company, not in WWE where everything means nothing. But <laughs> theoretically, when they come around again, it's, oh, well, I learned from my experiences the first time, I'll try again the next time. Becky Lynch had that exact thing with Asuka, in fact. When would she beat Asuka at a Royal Rumble? Perfect title match for the Rumble, because it was like, you were the one person I could not beat at the Royal Rumble the last time. Yes. So I'm going to beat you this time. Like, really, really good stuff. And, yeah, I, the thing with this is, I really hope that they can establish very early on do drop as a baby face to get behind. I don't think anybody in the building is going to believe she can win the belt and fans back winners. And we've seen it in every building. What they really want to do is back Becky Lynch again. They've missed <laughs> cheering Becky Lynch. Um, so I hope they can get behind do drop because I think if they do, this could be really good. Becky Lynch. Um, and I think I was the first one to dare drop this hot take. And it was when she was all dressed in white against Bianca Belair, just had 
one of the best matches in ring-wise of her entire run and has continued that streak. She is really, like, locked in to working as a heel. She finds a little escape. She finds the little shortcuts, the little cheat codes, but she employs all her old spots into ways that you'd never really noticed them before as, like, nasty, devious tricks rather than a fiery comeback yeah. that she was as the man or as the last kicker. Really, really enjoyed her work. Um, Dewdrop, I would say, is underrated in terms of what she brings to the ring because her character has kind of overwhelmed it. But if you actually look back at the matches, the Bianca Belair stuff in particular, you could see why she's so valuable as an asset to this roster. I think this could be really, really tremendous. They are possibly pushing a boulder uphill with the, uh, the fan alignments. They really need Dewdrop to be cheered for this to work because I think Becky Lynch will work the coward escape match to try and get do drop over as, a, as like a proper threat like a di- a danger that she is frightened of the biggest the biggest problem you might have in this because i agree that there's a danger there and i completely agree that becky lynch remains raw women's champion which will factor potentially into my uh, women's royal rumble booking mm-hmm. in due course but like the potential is is when she eventually gets her up for the manhandle slam that gets a huge bap yeah and you don't want that no but, um, yeah, it's going to be really interesting how they work the dynamic of this because, yeah, they've, they've sort of tried to babyface a do-jab, but in the meantime, I'm not sure how it's worked and how it will work on Saturday night. But I hope, yeah, it's another one in those uh, list of matches of, well, we all know which way this match is going and the title staying where it is, but we are going to have a bloody good 15 minutes whilst we, yeah. you know, whilst we watch that happen. Uh, right, before we get to the Royal Rumble matches, we should conclude with the Grit couple versus the It couple. No doubt that this is a one done for this this sort of match, isn't it? Edge presumably moving on to, I don't know, maybe AJ Styles is, is some people talking about at WrestleMania. And The Miz doing some other great stuff because he's really underrated by a lot of people and should be given more opportunities. Uh, big matches, in my opinion. Uh, not world title matches, but you know what I mean. <laughs> um, so... This is straightforward, isn't it? Yeah, it's just nice, this, isn't it? This is the match that when Edge and the Miz first kind of went mano y mano in that, uh, let's be honest, lightweight version of the CM Punk MJF promo duel, this was what we wanted, was this mixed tag match. And I think I think the build has justified that want and desire. The match at day one was drab AF. The build to get there was almost too cheesy for its own good because you needed the cheesy stuff for this chapter. Like, Edge dropped goo on him before you even got Beth Phoenix and Maurice involved. Mm -hmm. And goo was way more on brand with the second half of this stuff, wasn't it? Like, they were kind of serious with each other and Edge was like, goo. (laughs) (laughs) So he kind of foreshadowed that we'd get to Beth Phoenix and Maurice before that. Um, But I've liked this in spite of myself and in spite of some of my tastes. Uh, Miz just gets everything over. He just carries everything. Edge and Beth are super cheesy, but they seem to have leaned into it. They know way more. Edge, I think, was trying to juggle being a bit of a banter merchant and the most intense guy in the building. (laughs) I don't think that really resonated, but this... This has him and him and Beth Phoenix have no problem being kind of a bit of a cheesy married couple, and and why not? You know, I don't want any ever again any of those segments where it was like having it listen to your mom and dad having sex when they were talking about each other. Like, Edge, you better stop talking like that, otherwise I'm gonna f- you right here in the middle of this <laughs> ring, Edge. You know, like I, I don't want any of that ever again. But otherwise, you know, like Jim selfies together, those kind of like. Dare I say, almost like Steiner Brothers poses they do because they're both jacked and awesome. Like, it's quite, it's sweet. It's their marriage. It's yeah. their union versus Miz and Maurice's union, which is this one that we kind of love to hate between the two of them. It's like, God damn you two are so friggin' perfect for each other that, like, you just, 
you're necking on and we're annoyed with it. You know, like it's there's something pretty great about this, but keep it simple. Beth Phoenix does all the awesome physical stuff to Maurice. She gets what's coming, and then the match ends when Beth Phoenix nails the glam slam on the Miz. I like that. I especially like that is, and I'm, this might be a bad idea because it could potentially babyface Miz, but I like the idea of him recognizing. I've just kind of just dropped my wife in this. So she goes to Glam Slam Maurice and he's like, just do it to me. Yeah. Just do it to me. She's done. I'm done. We're all done here. I'm sorry for everything I've done. Clearly you're the better couple. So I want to steal a spot from what many people consider one of the worst WWE pay-per-view matches of all time. But this one match had an incredible spot that I think would be perfect for this match. So anyone that's ever watched uh, the Royal Family versus Clowns Are Us from the Survivor Series in 1994. It's a deep pull. Yeah, it's Jerry Lawler and his little kings versus mm-hmm. Doink, Dink, Wink and Pink. <laughs> Better times. Uh, and uh, Doink puts Dink on his shoulders and Dink's doing your scrappy fists. Put him up, put him up. And Lawler's like, all right, all right, all right. And then he wants to get on one of the little guy's shoulders <laughs> so that he theoretically, with his much bigger fists, can absolutely knock out Dink. The visual is absurd. The little fella falls over. Lawler goes flat on his face. What a prick. Imagine Beth gets on Edge's shoulders. Somehow they arrive at a situation where Beth is on Edge's shoulders. And they're like, right, chicken fight. And Miz is like, come on then, Maurice. And he tries to get on Maurice's shoulders. Because <laughs> he's like ready to go. Man, are we woman or with Beth Phoenix? <laughs> I love that. But yes, the great couple emerge victorious. Yeah, why not? How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash post. Before we go any further, though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on, and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal 
personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Right, let's get to the uh, Royal Rumble matches then. First question, actually. Which of these Royal Rumble matches do you think main events? Because as far as my memory serves, the last what? What were we in? 2022, 2021, 2022. Three years have all been the men main eventing, correct? Mm, 2018 was the women. Yeah. 2019. Rollins. Oh, mm, it should have been the women because it was Becky Lynch winning, wasn't it? But it was the men. So yeah, 2018, the first one is the only time they've done it. And then what was, t- who's t- oh yeah, 2020, 2020 was, was Drew, Drew and Brock, 2021 was, Edge. again, 2021 probably should have been the women, Bianca Belair should have closed the show. Well, up until about four days ago, I felt pretty sure it would have been the men because of rampant historic misogyny. However, <laughs> do you know what's cooler than rampant misog- uh, historic misogyny? Real stars. <laughs> and not only do they exist in the match, but they've also aligned for potentially for the match. So I'm going to say the women's match is going to headline. Does that mean we're going to talk about the men first? Yeah, let's talk about the men okay. first. Uh, 30 men Royal Rumble. Uh, we know at time of recording, 22 names. Mm-hmm. Uh, only a small number, actually, from uh, SmackDown. Sheamus, Happy Corbin, Mad Cat Moss, Sammy Zayn, and Kofi Kingston. Johnny Knoxville, and then all the rest uh, is from Monday Night Raw. Um <sighs> What, so that's what, 22 of the 30, as I said. Yeah. Eight potential. I hope there's no more added on SmackDown. I'm worried there will be, but mm-hmm. we are going to get some surprises. First of all, let's start with not the elephant in the room, but the bunny in the room. Is Bad Bunny popping in? <laughs> I mean, I, he, they advertised his tour, didn't they? They advertised his tour. There was some rumor I read on Twitter, and it might be bollocks, yeah. about like, oh, using a code word, like, Naughty Rabbit for our special guest, and it's not Johnny Knoxville we're talking about. It's like, it's Bad Bunny then, isn't it? Do you know what would be pretty funny with Bad Bunny? Is, uh, see, rap's easy. Um, <laughs> is if uh, he came in, he, he drew a number, and the first thing he does is help out Damien Priest. Yes. And it's like this nice moment between, ah, WrestleMania. And then uh, Damien's face turns. And Bad Bunny doesn't recognize the guy in front of him anymore. Who's that? Because that ain't Priest. Yo, Priest! Who's that? Is what he says to I'm him. sorry. Priest isn't home right now. And the camera does what it did with John Cena and Randy Sean. <laughs> and it pans so you can see the WrestleMania sign in the background. And the tension bubbles up and the crowd go absolutely wild. And it's Damien versus Bad Bunny. And Bad Bunny does not know what deep he is in. <laughs> but then it's okay because we get your spot where Priest eliminates Damien. Yeah. And saves Bad Bunny. <laughs> I'm saving you from myself. Uh, yeah, something with Damien Priest is nice because obviously um, the Miz is working on the undercard and John Morrison is gone despite Aww. helping Bad Bunny construct the spot of the evening. Um, all right, so like a callback with Damien Priest is quite nice. It's not a bad cameo because he only needs to be in there a couple of minutes. We've got Johnny Knoxville farting around. Um, they are probably, I think the reason they haven't announced the, you know, like some of the women in the surprise one, as I said at the time, were named because they've probably got bigger surprises in their locker. Yes. I don't think I think they've got two big surprises in their locker, but because of that, I, I don't think they're super confident to name the other ones, which is why they haven't done that similar kind of announcement. I 
I think they're still on the phone. I think they're still trying to, like, if because if they can't get them, there's still enough men that they can just drop in. You know, I do wonder if this is going to be Via's debut. Mm-hmm. You could have Via debut. You could have um, him and Omos be theoretically unstoppable, and you can set up feuds with one or both of them as a result. And maybe that's why he's not yet come, because he's going to explode on Saturday. <laughs> um, but I got two and I got two surprise guys, if, if you'll indulge me. Yeah. The first one, we've already alluded to it, is Brock Lesnar. The likelihood of him just taking a spot. And don't even think that you need to do the thing that they've done before where poor old R-Truth, or once upon a time Scotty Too Hot, he gets attacked to lose the spot. If you remember the year that Roman Reigns ended at number 30, having lost a universal title match, he just did. Mm. Who's it going to be? Oh, I remember. Who's it going to be? It's Roman Reigns. Like, you've told a story before. We've seen fan videos of people, like... <laughs> going to beat the traffic early um, and it's all now of course when Roman Reigns did it it was all to set up the Randy Orton win wasn't it so this is why I've got Brock Lesnar entering at number 29 oh 29 in the words of Schmitty from New Girl so Brock Lesnar does what he did in 2020 and pretty much eviscerates the field everybody falls at the feet of Brock Lesnar and what was initially a you fap for that you know sting in his music has quickly become Oh, God. Like, I had two favourites in there, and Brock Lesnar has just chucked them out. Like, Big E is a big one to go. Let's say Brock comes in, and Ooh. after he's thinned the field, Big E is out of there, and people are pretty pissed about that. So they start... I would be, yeah. Yeah, they start booing Brock Lesnar because he was in there for a little while. He was becoming a big favourite, all that sort of stuff. So you got Brock Lesnar left, and what they've done quite neatly is pivoted away from the fun of him, Brock, to a guy that kind of ruins, ruins your fun and ruins your night, and we're staring down the barrel of Brock Lesnar heading all the way back to the main event of WrestleMania. Number 30, glass smashes. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Whoa! Full gear. Um, comes out, goes face-to-face with Brock Lesnar. For years, that was left hanging off the back of that pretty awesome promo Austin cut in that Paul Heyman podcast, where he says, well, if you're asking me if I'm going to put my boots and trunks on to fight Brock Lesnar, blah, 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 blah. All these years later, he's finally answered, yes, I'm doing that Survivor Series. Ridiculous, this can't possibly happen, but let's all get fucking excited about it. Steve Austin, Brock Lesnar, a brief exchange, fisticuffs. Brock Lesnar is so shocked by what he's seeing that he's kind of like backed into the corner, fist and fire, fist and fire, stomping a mud hole, walk it dry, blah, 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 blah. Runs the ropes. Brock ducks the Thez press, sets Austin up for the F5. Austin slips off, kick, wham, stunner, bounce. Brock over the top rope. Steve in Austin is going to WrestleMania. Why? Because it's in front of 100,000 people in Dallas, Texas. And he's... Not going to take some food off somebody's table. He's going to take some beers. <laughs> Roman Reigns, you're in trouble. I don't know. Brock Lesnar works the Andre. So they fix him out. Wow. I don't know how to follow that up. And to be honest, I don't have a number 30 entrant in mine because I don't have Brock Lesnar in it. Ooh, okay. I have Brock Lesnar doing what Shayna Baszler did before going to WrestleMania, wrecking everyone in the elimination chamber. Does that mean you're just going for the big happy ending with the men's rumble? Yeah. Yes. I'm still that's what I really want. You're telling me there's a chance. He's there. He's in the match. He lost the title. He got sc- sc- not screwed, but he was meant to have a one-on-one match. Then it became, you know, hand three. He's been pretty three. narked yeah. since he lost. And he lost clean to Seth Rollins. We have to ignore that. But he's been pretty narked. Doesn't matter. This is a great reset. It's the yeah. beauty of it all. I don't know who I have at number 30 as a result because people go, oh, it's Brock Lesnar. Hmm. And if it's not, uh, I don't know. Maybe I, Pat McAfee. Bollocks. Okay. I, I don't know if you uh, watched... Uh, a little post-Dynamite promo with um, a guy I like to refer to as the truth teller. <laughs> a little fella called Cody Rhodes. Yeah, he was 
spitting some truths in a post-match promo. He lost the um, the TNT title. I don't know if you watch AEW. It's like their Intercontinental title. Not quite, <laughs> not quite as prestigious. And uh, he lost some guy, I don't know, Sami Zayn or something. And anyway, he lost his ladder match. And he was just saying, um, you know, the reports you ran online are true. I am working without a contract. So I could, I could still turn up anywhere. So if uh, Stardust wants to point a little sign, he wants to get back on the right road, the road to WrestleMania. The cosmic wasteland <laughs> awaits. So, yeah, I would have, in my dream rumble, there's a few things that happen in the men's Royal rumble, that is. Number one, Dominic Mysterio actually shares his dad on the ramp from the ring somehow. I thought, like, that was taken as red because we've been calling that exact spot on this exact exactly. show for two and a half years. We don't even so. need to mention it too yeah. much. Number two, fun stuff with Johnny Knoxville and Sami Zayn, yeah. which I, it's going to happen. Great. Uh, number three, I'll give it Corey Graves. It's not my... Yeah. Uh, Corey Graves takes his headset off, and mm-hmm. then guess what happens? Next number, boom, Pat McAfee takes his headset off and gets in, because I want to see Pat McAfee in the Rumble, and it wins me uh, past the bet, along with Scotty Too Hotty being in the Rumble. Cool, cool, cool. And I've just figured it out as I say this. Big E wins. I don't know who eliminates last. Uh, Austin Theory, let's just say, to make things interesting. Right. Um, have that. Final three. Number 30. I've got him. Number 30. Oh, you're gonna do it's Brock Lesnar. If it's not Brock Lesnar, people are gonna be furious. Not if it's Jeff Jarrett, they're not. Oh my god! Glass oh my god! Glass Jeff Jarrett comes out to Stone Cold Steve Austin's music. Oh, and I did do that. Oh my god! In the tune of Jeff Jarrett's My World song, of course I did, because I was just so excited there. <laughs> Guitar shots everywhere. I'll give you a final four. I'll give you a motherfucking final four. Go on. Brock Lesnar and the New Day. Wow! And the three of them. Wow. And the three of them hoi him out. Final three. Also, I saw a tweet. You might be able to answer this or not, and I'm so apologies for putting you on the spot here. Has Big E ever won a singles match at WrestleMania? Oh, jeez. No. No? No. I'm going to say that with... Because uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure the Nigerian, Nigerian drum fight had to yeah. be his first one. Yeah. So, you've got a great story there. It, uh, that's why I'm keeping Bobby Lashley heel. Bobby Lashley's going to be there. Going, oh, I'm going to go into WrestleMania, just like I did last year as world champion. Still leave as world champion. Yeah. Big E's going to be like, and that's how taken from me. Never won at WrestleMania in a singles match, but I've won the Royal Rumble. People doubted me. People might think that, just like my friends, I'm a B-plus player. Well, that's not happening this year. Wreck you, Bobby Lashley. And we just get that hoss match that they can have, these two, at WrestleMania. It's not going to main event, unfortunately, but it'll be a... a God, if they did the old, you know, like, I know it's, they do a two-night thing, so it's slightly different. Mm-hmm. But imagine that as the fucking opener of WrestleMania. WWE Championship, Bobby versus Big E. And you put the title on whoever's Bobby's facing. No offence to, you know, what happened before. But, yeah. So, I'll put you on the spot a little bit, because I'll drop this on SmackDown and I'll stick to it. Let's talk about Kofi Kingston's elimination. Ooh. So, I've got this year, for those that didn't listen to our SmackDown review, um, Madcap Moss stood on the apron, and then Kofi is flung over the top of him, but he holds on to Madcap Moss's suspenders, his braces, and he's holding on for dear life, and he's pulling, and he's pulling, and he's pulling, and he's pulling, and his feet are on the apron too as well, and then he does what's effectively a makeshift German suplex, where Madcap Moss goes to the floor, but Kofi lets go of the braces and clings on, and then sneaks back in the ring. I can't really better that, so I'm just going to keep it relatively simple, and just say, uh, because he's back this week, King Xavier puts his uh, uh, robe down. Yep. And it's just the same as the bit where he stepped on the pancakes. But it's a robe. Like you would for like a sort of a queen's... Yeah, like... like to stop them stepping in the mud or something. Excuse me, my lady. He's Lee in the rubble. Excuse me, my lady. Please don't step in the rubble. Excuse me, my lady. Right, there we go. Anything else we need to cover? Mysterio's Mysterio's, um, inviting. Johnny Knoxville, Sammy's in. I don't even want to pitch anything for that because I'm just excited to see what they do. Um, Haven't we said the Smackdown Fist on the high five machine? Yeah. (laughs) 
Who's uh, the, the other question people are going to ask? Who's the Iron Man of it all? Oh, don't know. Can't think of the field. Not there. Some field. Yeah, let's have a little quick look. Um, Riddle. I. That's a shout. Yeah, because there's a cool arcade bro spot in there if you want it. Yeah. Vincent Mann really, really likes um, Sweaty Riddle. Let's move over uh, to the Women's Royal Rumble, which you and I are pitching to main event. Mm. Um, usual names from sort of uh, Raw and SmackDown. With Then we've also got uh, Nikki Bella, Brie Bella, Lita, Michelle McCool, Kelly Kelly, uh, Summer Rae, and Mickey James involved. I think uh, if we'd have recorded this podcast a week ago, you and I would have sat here and said Bianca Belair goes back to back. There's also questions about who eliminates Charlotte Flair. Mm. But let's start with the headline. Who heads to WrestleMania after winning the Royal Rumble match? Michael Hanfield. Well, it's going to be somebody with an alliterative name. Ooh. But I just cannot decide because here's the thing, right? Uh, we did assume that Bianca Belair was going to go back to back. And we did that because that would be pretty cool. Nobody has done it since Steve Austin. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a histor- It's only Austin and Hogan. Uh, and Shawn Michaels, sorry. But it's only those three. I mean, mm-hmm. what company she would keep. But it at least kind of, I don't even want to say put a bow on it at this point, kind of almost made good what happened to her at SummerSlam. She goes back to a big stadium, back with big time Bex on the stage that Becky Lynch told her she wasn't ready for and beats her. Mm-hmm. Great WrestleMania story. Really, really good. We already saw how powerful it was to see Bianca Belair thrive on the main stage last year with Sasha Banks, so I have no doubt that like, mm. her and Becky Lynch would tear it up in that spot. And yet, as we record this four days ago, the news breaks. And the news did break, but we had enjoyed daft speculation about this. So I've been saying it for a while. We did, it on a, that. we did it on a podcast, because if I remember correctly, before Christmas, we were trying to determine what WWE had as a WrestleMania main event. Yes. And Becky Ronda was one of the only things we could come up with. It's like, what have they actually got? And they've got that. They've wisely preserved it the first time around on the off chance Ronda would ever come back. And now here we are. Reports are that it's as good as done. Ronda's going to be around. I imagine... Look, she was, wasn't shy about praising the Saudi Arabia deal, so she'll probably work that show, paid handsomely to do so. WrestleMania, you could put, drop her in anywhere, and it's a headline match, and we could be getting something with The Rock, for all we know. You know, like, the, that was always teased, wasn't it? I know Triple H, we assume, get well soon, maybe not working yeah, just yeah, yet, yeah. but maybe something there. So maybe we're all thinking she's going to get plugged back into directly. Is it too easy to say that she's going to win the Royal Rumble? Is it more about Bianca winning and then them repeating the spot. So Bianca Belair is celebrating just like she did last year, pointing at the sign. And then Michael Cole has to do the, wait a minute, what? Because we've already seen Ronda out because they've cut yeah. the wrong camera. But like, and they do it all over again where Ronda's back and she's smiling and she's pointing at the sign and it's like, it's deja vu, Cole. Blah, blah, blah. But not this time. And Bianca Belair gets hit with the Piper's pit and we're left wondering like, what is going on here? Like, she could have come out and won the Rumble, but she hasn't. She's attacked Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair's got the shot. Mm-hmm. But what does this do? What does it mean for the road to WrestleMania? Is it not too easy to just have her be number 30 or number 27? or the, For the huge shock, the huge pop of the music hitting, Ronda's there in her gear, and she goes on to win the Royal Rumble. I'm not against that, but does it not leave a bit of mystery in the air if she doesn't? I get that, but it's... But you think she's going to win? The second Rumble. Yeah. And I booked Jeff Jarrett at number 30, the other one. <laughs> so I've got to do something big. I'm going Ronda, number 30. Let's say, not no, they don't have to be number 28 and 29, but the last two people remaining. You can have some other goobies in there for maybe Ronda's chuck out. Mm-hmm. But we're all going, 
Oh, here we go. Deja vu all over again. Mainly because I one half of this. I really wanted to book her a lot better. I'm not talking about Bianca Belair here, it's, which speaks even... I think about the ground this covers. Yeah. Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley, still there, staring each other down. Can help. It's the same again, year later, battering each other. They, they're both the Iron Woman again. They've chucked out, I don't know, six people each or whatever. That's good. Oh, and there's still a few people bodies lying about, but it's basically between those two. Oh, well, guess, guess it's going to be one of us again. Oh, you reputation. Oh, and Alan Rouse is here. <laughs> and out you go, out you go. Bye, 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 Bianca. Bye, Rhea. Bianca wins. Uh, Bianca wins. Ronda wins. Uh, goes on to face um, to face Becky Lynch one on one at WrestleMania, as they should have done three years, three four years ago. Um, because I just don't see uh, outside of Bianca Belair, and now I and there's an argument to be made, and this sort of nicely transitions into the other part that. Bianca Belair doesn't have to win the Rumble or do something at the Elimination Chamber like her book with Brock to get into a WrestleMania title match because there's a world champion in this match and for once I'm not talking about Mickey James. No, although she's there. Um, yes, the Charlotte Flair thing, uh, legitimately another really cool wrinkle to this match. You could have, if you wanted, and I think people were probably talking more about this before the Ronda knees broke, but you could have Charlotte go the distance. You could have her be the last person eliminated. You could have her attempt and nearly do it to see through the plan that she's laid out to win the Royal Rumble to give herself a night off. It's a really cool thing. I personally would like, because Brock kind of laid down the template, I guess, I would like to see Charlotte enter relatively early, maybe like nine or ten. Um, dispatch of a few of the sort of the early competitors. Dana Brooke. Yeah, like stake. One champion eliminates another. Oh, very good, very good. Like stake a claim a little bit on the match and not like make it seem easy, but just think, yeah, I've got a bit of a way to go, but I'm feeling pretty confident. I'm feeling pretty cool. I've got this under control. And then what you get to do is, and Mickey James is going to be one of the people I would suggest this, they have quite nicely lined up a number of people who can eliminate Charlotte. So I would have a, be it like enter about number nine, number 10, clear out a little bit of the Deadwood to the point where the ring is nearly empty and do that thing where she's stood in the ring, centering, looking pretty confident, like awaiting, the ring doesn't have to be empty, but there's there's bodies down and she's kind of ready and waiting for the next competitor and then Lita's music hits and oh. you get a really, really cool That's standoff. the title match I'd book for Charlotte Romania. Well, you get a really cool standoff between the two of them and then maybe Lita folds into the match or maybe Charlotte just eliminates her outright and it's like, oh, God damn it, Lita was going to be great. That would have been really awesome. And then you get um, Naomi, and as shortly afterwards, another somebody else has been having like a mini rivalry with Charlotte. Huge bap for Naomi because she's going to get this big response. This is going to be a chance away from the, the pressure Sonia Deville. And again, Charlotte manages to just about cling on, just about hold on. Deville enters next and it's Deville and Naomi and they split off. And Charlotte is yeah, much like how they booked Ric Flair in 1992. Yes, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Other things have happened that have just about like allowed him to stay in the match. And they do that sort of two or three times with the people. So Mickey James will be another great one because you'd be like you are you are wasting a golden opportunity to not have two champions facing off at the same time. That's a cool moment. And don't you don't have to have your WWE champion stand tall here. Yeah. We, we get it. I'm not going to turn off and start watching Impact. Like, but even there's just two of them facing yes, off. Like yeah, yeah. the commentator saying, what an incredible moment. The knockouts champion and the SmackDown women's champion, nose to nose in the middle of the ring, blah, 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 blah. And again, like Mickey comes close, but then she's thrown out. And Charlotte's getting like gradually more and more knackered, but also that rice smiles coming across face. You're in to about the numbers 20 to 24 at okay. this point. So, like, she's kind of dealt with a big one. Huge pop next for Asuka, who yes! comes out. And Charlotte is like, oh, no, not you again. Da, 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 da. Big kicks, big danger, big damage. Blah, blah, blah. But again, yet again, there are other people in the ring. Like, Asuka sort of folds off into the match. She's like another person that Charlotte can feel. Like, Jesus Christ. Now, I'll give you your Rhea, Bianca, and Ronda finish. So, those guys need to have been, like, I, I lurking think, in. I kind of want what you're about to say, I think, as well. So, Charlotte is starting to think, I've cracked this. 
crack this. There is absolutely nobody, especially not anybody from my past that I need to worry about. <laughs> Bailey! Goddamn Bailey! Still heel Bailey, but the heel Bailey we all lost before the crowds came back that were dying to cheer her because she was so goddamn fantastic during the pandemic and didn't get a goddamn crowd that she deserved. Huge bap for the return of Bailey, who has just got the game face on. And Charlotte has forgotten all about one of her very former best friends, a horsewoman, no less, because she's done the maths on the fingers. Well, like, Becky's already wrestled. Sasha's not injured. I ain't got anybody worried about. Nobody else on my level. And Bailey eliminates Charlotte Flair and stakes a claim for that match at WrestleMania. And again, because of the, the credibility and the quality of the women that are in there, you can have somebody, you can have an Asker eliminate Bailey, or you can have a Mickey James or whomever. Um, Elite, if she's still in there, right? Bailey and Lita, like Bailey would probably love the opportunity to get five minutes in there with Lita. So loads of really cool combinations. I haven't even considered um, if Nikki Bella and the Bellas were on about wanting to come back full time. Like, Nikki can go. Like, I want to see if there's anything that she wants to set up. Michelle McCool, like, yeah. finally gets the opportunity to prove that she's the best wrestler in the Callaway household all along anyway. Like, <laughs> there's a lot of really interesting moving parts. At BWE, they could kind of turn it into the equivalent of the Smile and Wave on a Legends show and waste a lot of them. But you can generate interest here with so many different little combinations and I like it's the match I'm most excited about by quite some distance. Yeah, I think the women's match is far bigger uh, this year, in my opinion, than the men's. Uh, disregarding a potential Brock Lesnar involvement, of course. Um, but I love that. Do you know what I was going to book for Bailey? Babyface Bailey returns, and the Bellas are the ones standing tall because I thought it was bollocks what they did to. Oh yes, that would so be cool. Just, I, I'm, and and it really wind up my wife because she really likes the Bellas. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, but here comes a proper wrestler. <laughs> See ya. You know what Orange Cassidy did to Adam Cole. Bailey grabs him in a double hug and does a double Bailey to Bailey on both twins. <laughs> I'd love to see that. Um, any other questions I need to ask you about this? Oh, um, Natalia breaking the record for quickest elimination? Uh, absolutely. Like yeah. Eight seconds in it or something. Yeah. Now. Is that what it is for the women's? Eight seconds. I believe so. They've not quite hit their, like, the Santino Morella no, warlord. Liv was like eight seconds. I read on possibly a whatculture.com article, in fact. She's going in three by Aaliyah. Yeah, exactly. Or like five, maybe. Yeah. Just give them a bit of wiggle room. <laughs> yeah, they need something for a few years' time, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. Naomi, I don't really want to speculate on too much because we have to see what happens on SmackDown prior to that. Yeah. And beyond that, oh, I know what I was going to ask you. Mm-hmm. The uh, Forbidden Door lad in the men's. Oh, I don't know. Uh, we'll go with Rhino. Yeah. Oh, I'll tell you what as well. One more um, announcement for the women's match. Pages. Why not? Oh, yeah. Like a page back. That'd be Surprise. lovely. Yeah. I'm really excited. The surprise, surprise entrance this year's Rumble matches are intriguing to say mm. least. As if I needed anyone's encouragement, this podcast has got me fired up for Saturday Let's night. Go. Saturday, well, as well. Yeah, no, I'm away. I'm not going to get to watch it till Sunday night. No spoilers on Twitter, but, please. But we will be here on our YouTube channel, myself and Bill mm. James, doing a live stream. Uh, and no doubt me and Phil will be jumping in here, or Andy, or whoever's in the office uh, doing some writing. We'll be in here to talk about the fallout from it on Saturday night. So subscribe to What Culture Wrestling uh, for all that. And let us know your thoughts ahead of the Rumble on Twitter at What Culture WWE. Why say you can follow both of us? You can follow Michael Hamflet at Michael Hamflet. You can follow me at at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. As I said, enjoy the Rumble. Uh, join us for it on our live stream on Saturday night on our YouTube channel uh, and subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts, including our review of the show in the small hours of Sunday morning. But for now, this has been the Royal Rumble preview. My thanks to Michael Hampler. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. <laughs>